The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to System Check, a weekly AEW analytics show. I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey, and welcome, I should say, to what is definitely uh, a very lo-fi episode today. Uh, I'm out working a, a film job, TV job currently, so I want to make it my best interest, or not, my, not maybe my best interest, but I want to ensure that you know we have an episode coming out for all of you so that you, we can get updates on and analytics and look into all and preview AEW Dynamite this Wednesday. So I, uh, you know, there's there's no real big editing, no real thing. I'm recording this off of voice memos on my phone because I'm away from my uh, recording setup currently because I'm in a whole other state. But I want to make sure that I got this episode out to all of you um, before AEW time tonight. So uh, uh, definitely, like I said, definitely a lo-fi episode. But we're still going to go through all of these matches because we have a big card. Every once in a while, AEW announces all five matches. And here we go, all five matches ready and ready to really go for it uh ready i'm really excited for it um it seems like a packed card tonight uh missing a lot of i guess big big names um you know like your omegas like your kenny's but it's one of those cards it's kind of like the boston episode if i quite remember where it's like it's sort of a low low like this episode a little of a lo-fi you know we're gonna get some uh lesser talent you could say lesser known talent maybe you could say on this episode uh, of AEW Dynamite. So, without further ado, without uh, going too far ahead, let us get into it and let's start analyzing all the matches. Ready up, ready into it. Let's do it. AEW Dynamite system check. Let's start talking about it. First up is, of course, we're gonna go straight into this trios match. Actually, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Taking on Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful. Both, uh, the, the, I guess the first team is not really the elite. Um, it's sort of very much the elite adjacent plus the elite. And, of course, going against the inner circle. Dustin Rhodes, number 21 out of 28 participants in the singles men's division. Young Bucks are number 4 out of 12 in the tag team division. Sammy Guevara, 14 out of 28. Proud and Powerful, 2 out of 12. Now, looking to the analytics, of course, Inner Circle have a 51% chance of winning. Um, that, of course, is basically saying it's, it's not much. It's only 51%. So it's it's very much the very, very, very slight edge is going to Inner Circle on this one. And maybe that's because, you know, these are both very much equal teams, equal a lot of ways. Uh, both two dominating tag teams, but, of course, we have the, the youth, the energy, the vigor of Sammy Guevara with the veteran style of Dustin Rhodes. So very much even in that regard, but maybe their inner circle is going to age out because, of course, they're the inner circle. They're a team. They're a camaraderie. They're, they're a faction. So I'm going to give that, where that edge is going to come off to them. Of course, Dustin's, of course, also coming off an injury, a wrist injury. You can maybe expect Jake Hager to maybe play some sort of you know, play some sort of hand, for lack of a better term, uh, into this match. Maybe we're setting up a Dustin-Jake Hager match. Maybe that's Jake Hager's first match in AEW. Who knows? 
Uh, but we're just looking at the trios rankings for everyone. The only people with wins, uh, Sammy has a win, Proud and Powerful have a win in trios matches. Young Bucks are 2-1, and one, in fact, in trios matches. So they're the more experienced tandem in this entire trios in this six-man match. Dustin, not yet having a trios match himself. But uh, it's very interesting. And uh, deciding on a winner, deciding on the analytics of it all, uh, I, I I think... I don't know. It, let's let's look at their t- let's look at their times, right? So, you know, we have average different times for Dustin, Young Bucks, Matt, Nick Jackson, Sammy Guevara, Proud and Powerful, Santana, Ortiz, and I'm just sort of taking all that time, averaging it together based on the teams themselves. And so, what have I sort of gleaned from that is that Inner Circle, as a team, tend to win on an average three minutes faster than Dustin and the Young Bucks meaning they will work hard and fast in the beginning uh, to ensure victory in that. But the average combined match time of Dustin and the Young Bucks is five minutes longer than the Inner Circle. So there's potential that Dustin and the Young Bucks can definitely withstand the fast pace that's set before them by the Inner Circle. So it all comes down to that. Can Inner Circle put Dustin and Young Bucks away quickly or... Can the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes, you know, use that resiliency, that endurance to almost essentially outlast um, the inner circle? That's the question, I think, as we head into this match. Um, can the the vigor um, outlast the endurance? Can the veteranness outlast the up and rising stars? And my pick, honestly, is probably going to go with Dustin Rhodes and Young Bucks. It might be controversial in a certain way, but I definitely think that Dustin and Young Bucks could get the victory here in this one. I think, you know, Dustin's coming off that injury. Um, but, of course, I should say that, you know, like I said, if Jake Hager is involved, then we're probably going to look at an inner circle victory. Um, certainly possible. I'm sort of interested. I think this match also, in a weird way, has... Um, slight tag team number one contendership implications. Uh, of course, it's a trios match, not fully, but there are slight sort of things. This match could lead to a number one contenders match between the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz, I should say, because of course, Proud and Powerful ranked number two, the Young Bucks ranked number four. Well, of course, that outlier ranked number three is the Dark Order. So, whereas potential. We can maybe see a, a, a number one contendership sort of forming out of this match and eventually challenge SCU at the February pay-per-view whenever or whatever that is named. And whenever that happens, I guess. Or wherever it happens, I guess. Hopefully Atlanta, Georgia. But uh, my vote here right now is going to be Dustin Rhodes and Young Bucks. Young Bucks haven't wrestled on a tag match in quite a while, so that gives them a little bit more of an edge. Uh, and gives a win back for Dustin Rhodes uh, over the inner circle. So good on him. Keep moving down the line. We have a women's match. That is Chris Statlander, the alien herself, taking on Hikaru Shida. Chris is, of course, ranked number 10 out of 21. Hikaru Shida is ranked number 3 out of 21. Oh, my mistake. Actually, these are not updated correctly. Uh, I just remembered. Okay, so redoing that, 
Chris is 18 out of 21, while Hukarashita is 8 out of 21. Big difference. Big, 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 big difference. Uh, oh, sorry, not 8 out of 21. Hukarashita is 4 out of 21. Who's 8? Oh, Emi Sakura. Uh, Sakura and Shida look way too similar when it is 9.40 p.m. at night. Anyways, Hikarshia, Chris Statlander, those are the rankings. Shida still has, of course, she's way higher ranked. Chris Statlander is completely new. She has lost two tag matches in a row, I believe, getting pinned on both of them in both outings. But now she has a chance to face Hikarshia. I'm very much excited about this match. But when we're talking about the outcome and we're talking about the analytics, Shida has a 56% chance of winning that match. So a definite edge. Uh, Chris, of course, hasn't won a match yet. I don't even know if she's signed. Technically, she's not listed on the roster page at all. She's just three and one in singles competition, so big, big uh, uh, upswing for Karashita. Um, you know, uh, Chris took the pinfall last week in their tag match, and so I, I mean, despite all these things, it really feels like it's a great match, but it definitely doesn't feel like Chris is going to win. Um, I, my pick, of course, is going to Bukarashita. And this isn't biased because I have, as I've said before in this program, that I am a big fan of Bukarashita. Uh, and I love her, but I'm also a huge fan of Chris Stadlander. And I would like to see this match in general, but uh, I think it's just all the numbers and everything look to Bukarashita. I would love a Chris Statlander win. And if we're looking at it, a win won't put Chris into the top five per se. But it would certainly, you know, knock Sheeta, you know, completely out of the title picture. You know, it would, it would knock her out. You know, she would be out of the top five in this loss. So, big opportunity for Chris to be having a one-on-one match on the TNT TV stage. But I'm expecting Hukarashi to win as we move forward to probably, most definitely, Hukarashi to challenging Riho for that AEW World heavyweight championship i guess not heavyweight i guess aew women's championship would be the proper word because the women aren't heavyweights um but yeah the uh, hikarashi is most likely going to win this match uh, and good for her good for her in that front moving right along we got trent taking on ray phoenix trent is of course uh let me just double check these numbers now that i know that they were incorrect before trent is 18 at a 29 while phoenix is 7 at a 29 so phoenix of course he uh both despite both being one and zero uh phoenix's win um over nick jackson they were both sort of middle of the playing field before um, whereas Pentagon Jr., or not Pentagon Jr., but uh, I should say Trent, um, he has some uh, battle royal losses, which do count in our Ocelot rankings. Um, so a win over Pentagon, who was still new. So it's not like a huge, huge win in terms of singles competition, but uh, it definitely is something, I guess, in that regard. But uh, yeah, so Phoenix is the favorite. He's 53% chance of winning this match. But of course, both are 1 and 0 in singles action. It's just those uh, those casino battle royales and everything that are really adding into it. They're really changing the numbers here on this one. But of course, it should be said, Trent has previously pinned Phoenix in tag team action. And of course, pinning his brother Pentagon Jr. in AEW dark competition. Singles competition should be said. Uh, so good on Trent there. So uh, there's a little bit of similarities, but the edge 
is going to Ray, Ray Phoenix. My edge, my pick, is also going to go to Ray Phoenix. I've heard someone describe that maybe this could sort of be like a AAA number one contenders, AAA Megas champion number one contendership match, kind of. And whereas I don't disagree, I mean, I think if Phoenix wins, you know, the the match... A triple A match against Kenny Omega could definitely be on the line. And I think it makes more sense for Phoenix to do that than Trent. But of course, you know, Phoenix has been pinned by Trent before. But I'm not expecting too much. I'm expecting, you know, Phoenix to get his his win back from Trent. So I'm not, you know, I'm I'm going that way. I'm going with Ray Phoenix uh, over Trent Beretta in this one-on-one competition. So sort of redemption for his brother, redemption for tag team loss last week, redemption, especially for getting pinned last week. So Phoenix gets another win. And with that win, you know, he's going to become even more of a sort of upper mid-card main eventer if he so chooses. I mean, it looks like we may be rounding down the Lucha Bros as tag teams, uh, especially with the Dark Order being presented in a much better light. And the addition of the Butcher and the Blade as well. Um, it looks like maybe we're going to wind out the Lucha Brothers and have them doing something else. Maybe as single stars. So it looks maybe it looks like that Phoenix will be a guy that is pushed out of the Lucha Brothers. Which honestly is a little surprising to me. But you know, whatever AEW I guess wants to do. They've earned my trust, you know, 10 weeks in. Uh, or I guess uh, more months in. You know, 10 weeks of TV in. They've earned my trust at this point. So uh, uh, let's hope that they just continue putting out good content. Good old-fashioned wrestling content. But of course, Phoenix, he's my pick to win. So good for him. Moving on, we have the match of Christopher Daniels taking on Pentagon Jr. Pentagon, he's the favorite. 52% chance of winning. Both have never pinned each other in tag team action, and both are in losing efforts in singles action, which is very strange. It, this match is almost like an inverse of the Trent Fenix match, uh, which is kind of strange to me when I was writing up writing up this uh, this rundown sheet. I was like, man, who would have? I honestly did not expect that. Uh, that's honestly very interesting to me, at the very least. Um, but yeah, I think you know. This is, of course, that sort of redemption revenge match. Christopher Daniels was uh, attacked and injured before the tournament started by the Lucha Brothers. So Daniels had to get taken out of the tournament with a neck injury. Came back, was a thorn, and has been a thorn in Pentagon's side for weeks now. And so we're going to settle the feud right down in that squared circle, folks. Pentagon Jr., he is, of course, 11 out of 29. Well, Christopher Daniels is 20 out of 29. Christopher Daniels has not wrestled in a while, so a lot of people have sort of uh, gone above him. Like, I guess, for instance, Pentagon Jr. So I would expect this match to be fairly good, uh, but if I had to give an edge to... It's very very a close match. Um, Honestly, I personally would give this match to Pentagon Jr. Um, You know... uh, we the show tries to stick in the kayfabe, obviously, and I'm going to step out of that kayfabe corner for a second. But of course, SCU may be looking to push Scorpio Sky a little bit as a single star, and I think Pentagon, if he wants to move on to the singles division or be a threat there in the singles division as well, 
a win here will be very important for Pentagon Jr. moving forward. Um, you know, it's over Christopher Daniels, so it's not like a huge, huge victory. But if we're moving up and creating sort of the mid-card area, you want Pentagon in there. And if you really want to hot shot him into you know world title, he's someone that has faced Kenny Omega, right? So he's someone that could maybe challenge for that AAA world title. So maybe it's important for him to get that victory. And I think it's more important that long-term story. What does Christopher Daniels do with a loss? That's It's not a good look, man. Um, he's two losses in a row. Shima Pentagon Jr. Maybe he shouldn't do single stuff. Um, maybe he's a better te- tag team technician. That's what it would tell me. Um, and that's you know something that Sammy Guevara is. He's a better tag team wrestler than he is a singles wrestler, according to his records. And maybe Daniels, maybe he should stick in that regard. But, you know, I, I want Pentagon to win. I think he can win. Uh, of course, he has a slight edge, and he's above Daniels, but it's very much an even matchup here, folks. But uh, I think it, it comes down to, like, who really, really should probably get this win. And I think Daniels has has gotten some comeuppance. He just wants that final twist of the knife, I guess you could say. Pentagon, he really wants to sort of earn that back, I guess you could maybe argue. So I, my vote here would be Pentagon Jr. gets the victory. Uh, and ensures his route possibly up the card, possibly up the ranking list, I should say. And next up in your main event is most likely, I would bet, maybe the trios match, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be Moxley, John Moxley taking on Joey Janela. Very, very interesting matchup. <clears throat> Pardon me. Very interesting matchup. I don't see why this is happening other than of course we're doing the mox is calling out whoever and whoever accepts it which joey janela accepted this match when he was visiting gcw moxley has a 66 percent chance of winning that's right 66 percent chance of winning uh so i think he's gonna win uh i he is ranked number two out of 29 well, Janela is 29 of 29, folks. Janela is dead last. You know, he has previously lost to Mox, albeit a unsanctioned match. Janela is 1 in 3 in singles action, while Mox is 3 0 in 1. Folks, Janela is practically dead in these Ocelot rankings. He has rarely won a match, and when he has won a match, it was against Brandon Cutler, a guy who was right above him in those rankings. So that match went, and it was also on AEW Dark. So that match had little to no importance. Uh, and I think there, there's got to be his charge. like, Joey, you got to get the ball rolling here, bud. You're just losing all these matches. You're having these matches against John Moxley and Kenny Omega, which is like a nice, a nice world stage for you, but you're losing everything. You got to win some matches. You got to. Start under, man. Maybe focus and beat Sean Spears first, which, of course, is a guy that may be involved in this match somehow. I don't know. But, I mean, if we're talking about it, I, the obvious pick here is John Moxley, right? I don't see any world, realistically speaking, that Joey Janela gets the victory here. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, he's dead last. I did the math. A win here would actually put him second to last. So he, he, I mean, and that is more of an argument about he's going to get, I think, like a 15 point change, which is one of the largest point change differentials we've had 
up to now if he wins, of course. Um, so a huge win. It's just he's so low in the rankings of the Ocelot score is so low that that big number of a change does not even get him like that much out of the hole. It's just second to last. Good, but not great. We're talking about. Um, plus, you know, that's his first official win over Moxley. If Moxley, you know, Moxley loses, he drops like two spots. You know, he's still in the top five. You know, he just has to win another match. He can challenge, he he'd be a better man. I don't know. Maybe Moxley, maybe Moxley, let's say that. Let's say Moxley loses. The only thing I think of is a Hager or Jericho distraction of some cor- some sort, you know, inner circle distraction after what happened last week as we closed Dynamite. And then Janela gets the victory. But even then, guys, I mean, Janela's not going to win. There's, I don't see any reality where Janela... I think this is going to be a show, good showing for Janela, but I don't... I, I'm sort of getting confused about Janela's role in this company. He's a guy that, you know, he's a great wrestler. You know, he's a, he could be a great technician te- or technical guy, or he could be your sort of, you know, stunt driver, I guess you could say. Uh, but he's losing all the time. He's dead last. So I don't, I, I'm confused as to what Joey Janela's role is going to be. Is this his role? A guy that's just like, you know, has the hype around him, but just loses everything. Uh, you would expect more out of Janela as sort of the guy that's been the one could argue the face of independent wrestling for the past couple of years. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. I, I, you know, I'm my votes on Moxley, you know, but if Janela gets the victory, then good on him. I only can see that happening with with some sort of distraction attempt by Inner Circle. So I guess we'll see how it plays out on Wednesday. Um, you know, Mox is my pick to win. Thank you everybody for listening to this episode of System Check. I greatly appreciate it, folks. This, of course, was a lo-fi edition, like I said at the top. Um, you know, uh, hopefully we can get back into it next week. Who knows? It might be a little tough of a turnaround. We'll see. Um, you know, because I'll still be working the job. Um, uh, so we'll see what I can do. But it, so I guess if you want to find out, uh, weird segue. But uh, if you want to stay tuned uh, for lo-fi, possible another lo-fi episode next week, or an actual higher edited version next week, then why don't you subscribe? And that would, we, I would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast feed of your choice and subscribe to this one in specifics. Uh, and what you get, obviously, is you will get this episode weekly whenever it comes out on your podcast feed. If you subscribe, of course, you'll get our sister flagship show, uh, Hit the Books, which, of course, is a realistic fancy booking podcast. Um, which, you know, realistic fancy booking, what does that mean? Is that every single week my co-host and I, we book SmackDown Live. Legit. Think of it as almost GM mode, but like, you know, um, you write the promos. We we write the segments. We write the rivalries. We do all these things. Um, We put the matches together and we do it everything. People talk about like I can write, people are like, oh, I can write SmackDown better. Well, we put our money where mouth is and that's hit the books Every Friday. So if you subscribe, you get that. Of course, around the corner on January, January, we're also going to have Mikey's Indy 500. So you can follow. I would subscribe, and you can definitely recommend that. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod for more news about that, I guess you could say. But anything, any, any of our thoughts about wrestling in general, you can follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. And you can get those thoughts there. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Subscribe. Leave a review. Please leave a review on iTunes. Five stars or more. We would, I, would, I personally would greatly appreciate it. I keep saying we. I think it's because I'm used to doing the show with Mikey on Hit the Books. And it's supposed to be more of a lax format, as you can tell by my lo-fi content this week. But it's it's more of an eye. I, I would appreciate it. I would you know I would really appreciate it if you guys put out uh, a five star review of this episode of this podcast on iTunes. It helps more people find this show um, and all of our content. I guess you could say in this feed, and we would appreciate it honestly. Um, so if you want to do that, if you are inclined to do that, then of course you can leave that review on iTunes while we're there. You can always subscribe and open up Twitter and follow us on Twitter at hit the books pod. That's all the plugs. That's all the plugs folks. So thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of system check. I thank you all again because I love all of you. That is pretty much how it's going to work uh, from here on out is that I, I get to love you. So take that <laughs> weird threat, weird threat. Let's end this episode. Everyone, I hope you have a very good day. I love you, and please stay elite.